Welcome to Grace Point Direct, a place that helps us all connect just a little bit deeper into your and our church. I'm your host, Taylor Wood. The goal of each podcast is not only to inform about the different things that we have going on and happening in the church body, but also to dig a little bit deeper into the different topics and issues that we should all find interesting. We'll be dropping a new episode each Monday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you'll get notified when it hits. Also, make sure to jump in the App Store and download the Grace Point app. Uh, We'll find up-to-date information on different upcoming events and audio from Mike's latest sermon and also the option to connect with our staff through prayer requests. Uh, Today we've got episode number eight. Number eight. Wow. In our More Than a Minister series where we'll get to know our staff in a way that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. And I have a feeling that the person I'm sitting with today, we will have no problem digging into uh, her life and getting to know her. And as a matter of fact, if you have met Anya Ansley, um, uh, you most likely have experienced um, her personality in a way that uh, made you want to come back. Coming back for more. So welcome, Anya. (laughs) Well, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Coming back. Yeah. Like, I have to make sure that this is really great. Right. But I will say, when you were giving the intro, I feel like I'm an overachiever already because I do subscribe to the podcast. Very nice. Like I did the first week because I'm a rule follower. We have like 75 staff members and we don't have 75 listens instantly, which is kind of, so you're, I think you're in an elite group. That should go in on annual reviews. Have you subscribed to the podcast and do you have the Grace Point app on your phone? Because if not, I don't know. And then I should be able to sit there and chastise people if they say no. Yeah. Also, do people know what your real name is? I'm just curious. My real name? Well, I mean, you were like, this is Taylor Wood. I mean, oh, this is Taylor Wood. Yeah, but that's not your real name. What's my real name? Is your real name not Jonathan Taylor Wood? That is my first name. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my little little known fact. I am a middle name person. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, it just was one of those like fun facts. And I thought people don't know that. I guess you could save that for your own episode. When that's you, true. I guess now I have nothing yourself. to talk about in my well, episode. Well, sorry. So, no. So, Anya, first name? That's me. Yeah. Middle name. Anya Marie. Anya Marie. Are I mean, you from the South? No. Mm-mm. I grew up in Kansas. It's home for me. My parents still live there in the same house that we grew up in. That's like, so, there's something about that um, middle America that mm-hmm. is kind of Southern, right? It's like farm. Kind of, yeah. I mean, and what's funny is that people assume like that I grew up on a farm when I say I'm from Kansas. I mean, right. I grew up in a really small town of like 1,200 people. Right. And so, um, but people are like, oh, did you, did you guys have a farm? Did you have animals? I'm like, right. no, I, I just, no. I just grew yeah. up in a little but, house on the edge of town that my parents still live. Like it's not, yeah. yeah. Or the other story, like Caleb Gabrelli likes to always ask uh-huh. me like, uh, do you have some land I could go hunt on? Oh yeah. Or do yeah, you have yeah, any like yeah. old high school boyfriends that you could text? I'm like, well, first of all, I don't <laughs> recommend texting old high school yeah, yeah. flings, right. but like, no, I don't have land that you can go hunt on, but I'm glad that's what you see in the value of me from being from Kansas. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I don't, I don't blame Caleb for thinking that way, but also I do blame him for just stereotyping. You, right, you know? that's like, right. We we will not stand for this. Thank you. So, <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show. I'm really glad that you listen, um, and I think we're going to have a good time today, kind of talking about some history and yeah. uh, who you are and some different things. And if we don't hit the end of this episode, know more about you, then we have failed. But I don't think we're going to fail. I don't so. Think so. 
Um, talk to me. Uh, you've got two boys. I do. And uh, tell me about the boys, um, maybe what y'all's interests are, maybe what the weekend looks like yeah. and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So I um, have two boys. They um, just turned 10 and 13. What a time. Oh, my gosh. So the last year of birthdays in our family, just full disclosure, I turned 40 and then my oldest turned 13 and then six weeks later, my youngest turned 10. So oh it was a big year of birthdays yeah. that we didn't really get to celebrate in a big way right, <laughs> thanks yeah, to the yeah, pandemic. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the I have Evan, who's 13, and Eli, who's 10, and they keep me on my toes. Um, both of them play basketball, and mm. so basketball keeps us busy, um, you know, run into practices and right. during the week, and then games on the weekend, and I love it. Um, I'm going to be real honest. I selfishly love that my kids play a sport in a climate-controlled environment. <laughs> like, <laughs> no doubt. Like, I see all these friends who have kids that, that are really into, like, baseball or <laughs> soccer. And I'm like, I don't have to schlep the, um, camp chair and like the blankets or cause it's either one extreme or the other. But you haven't got a stadium seat yet. Basketball I have not. I have not. Um, you got to get the one that's like embroidered on the back and it's well, like yeah, ball I think, mom or something. Yeah. I think I need to wait until it's like, he's officially playing for like a team for a number mm. of years, oh, right, right, you right. know, kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so they keep me busy with that. Um, they, are really getting into mountain biking nice, and which is fun, um, which is prompting. I've done a lot of road biking and stuff, right. so I need to get a mountain bike so I can hang are with the gonna kids. Are you going to make the switch? Because well, you, you can't be both. You know, there's a, like a, a major stereotype between road bikers and mountain bikers, right? Yeah, but let's be honest. I'm not going to go and do the mountain biking like – I'm not doing jumps and crazy stuff. Like I'm too old for that. Right. Um I've already had a bike wreck once that was pretty crazy, so I don't need to have any more. So, um, yeah, so we stay busy, honestly, with, like, sports and stuff, and we live in an awesome um, community and have great neighbors. It's seriously like this little – it's crazy when people come visit, they're like, your neighborhood is like something from like 30, 40 years ago, like where we all, (laughs) everybody knows everybody. The kids are out playing. I mean, we discipline each other's kids when they're being ornery. Like it is really, Oh my gosh. What? PTL. Praise the Lord. Oh, PTL. I thought you said, I I didn't hear you correctly. I thought you said BTL and I was like, bacon, tomato and lettuce. I I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. No, PTL. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Honestly, it's been so cool. So, um, as you mentioned, you asked me about my boys. So I'm a single mom and I was married for 15 years and that marriage dissolved a couple of years ago. And honestly, the details don't really matter. Um, but, um, what's been cool is that that community of people, um, whether it was at church or whether it was the people in my neighborhood, um, just loved our family so incredibly well. Um, Mm. and so, it's been pretty awesome to um, to see that, to see the body of Christ be the body of Christ. Right. And to see just neighbors be what we would think of like old school. Like right. maybe you don't see that as much anymore. And it was right. it's just been really refreshing and really cool to see them love on my kids. Everyone wants that, right? But yeah. I, I think unfortunately a lot of us live in that neighborhood where you pull in you open the garage from mm-hmm. a distance, you pull in, you close the garage Boom. behind yeah. you. You don't know and, your people. It's privacy right. fences, all that. Yeah. yeah. Where like in our neighborhood, literally. Which I like the privacy fence every now and then, you know what I'm saying? But I but, mean, for sure. But, but I love it. Like literally we're all out in our driveways. We call it driveway sitting or we have fire pits in the driveways and hang out. And so it's just pretty awesome that we get to, to live in a community like that. And so, um, yeah. And I, 
fun fact, I just um, recovered from having COVID. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had COVID. <sighs> and and your brother had that too. Yeah, my brother had it. Yeah, my, past year. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, right at the beginning of the pandemic, um, my brother had COVID really bad, was in the hospital for 28 days and right. on a vent for 13 days. And One of those like amazing recovery stories. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a total um, testament to the Lord, honestly, healing him and... Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing, and he's made an incredible recovery, and we're super thankful. Um, right. So I got COVID back at the end of January, actually on my son's 13th birthday. I was like, here's your birthday present. I'm going to go take a nap. I don't feel good. And oh, then gosh. it was like, boom. And so I went from COVID to pneumonia to strep. So I've had a rough like right. yeah. <laughs> early spring, late winter. Um, but again, in that, never did our family lack for somebody brought us a meal, somebody doing a grocery pickup, picking up prescriptions. We just felt incredibly loved. And so that's um, a testament to living in community with people and loving others well, um, right. not in a selfish way that if I'm going to love these people well, so that when I have bad things happen, they're going to love me well, right. but just honestly, like living in true community with people um, turned out to be an incredible blessing. If that's not what it is, then what is it? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's bring your mind a little bit. Let's talk about Anya as a kid. Oh my goodness. Uh, we meet young Anya. Yeah. Uh, who do we meet? And then uh, talk talk about uh, maybe your family okay. and uh, a little bit of the dynamic there. Yeah. And what school looked like for you? Okay. So, um, like I said, I grew up in a really small town in northeast Kansas, and so um, I and I'm the youngest of three kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm the baby, and so I think. What? I think I could peg that. Really? I don't know. Why? It, it, not in a bad way. I'm just saying, like, every baby has that. Like, you, you tell the baby. I'm going to try and take that as a compliment. Yeah, I wish this do. was a, a video because your face doesn't say, like, that it's a compliment. <laughs> no, my face normally doesn't say my uh, <laughs> my emotions. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So um, I was and have always been the super outgoing mm-hmm. um I've never been known to be quiet. Um, and so um, for sure, I'm sure my parents, every parent-teacher conference, it was like, <laughs> well, Anya talks a lot. Yeah. So some things never change. Um, but I um, grew up in a really small town, went to church my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember a time of not knowing Jesus, which wow. is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I definitely later kind of took that as my own, and it wasn't just something that was in my family. But I'm incredibly thankful for mm-hmm. my parents who... Um, you know, made that an important um, thing in our lives and um, modeled that for us. I did a lot of sports and stuff growing up because when you're from a small town, you do everything. Uh, yeah, you have to. You have to, or there's no team. <laughs> there's no team. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, same, I mean, like, I played volleyball and basketball and softball, uh-huh. and I was a cheerleader, and I did choir, and I was in the musicals and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I'm really thankful for that because I feel like it's I had a fun life. Man. Yeah. Well, I had yeah. a really well rounded upbringing right. of like getting to experiencing all these things and not just be like, okay, now you're in fifth grade and volleyball is the rest of your life. So, right. yeah. um, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. And like I said, I'm the, I'm the youngest of three and I'm definitely, um, like my sister, I have an older sister that's two years older and then my brother is four years older than me. Okay. Um, and my sister and I could not be more different. Like we're just totally different. Right. Um, and not in like a good, bad kind of thing. We're just totally different people. Right. Um, but, um, 
it's fun because she lives over in the Tulsa area and has two girls that are the same ages as my boys. So that's fun that we, right. whenever we get together, that we have that. Um, and then my brother has has two boys and they're older, but um, it's it's pretty awesome. My parents are super involved still with mm-hmm. us and make a really big effort to come down and visit. And yeah. we try to get back home as often as we can. But um, what do your yeah. parents do? Um, well, they're retired and have been for 10 years, nice. but my dad worked for the railroad his whole life. Oh, cool. He retired, um, a week shy of four or sorry, three weeks shy of 44 years with the railroad. Wow. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. You don't hear of that That's much a long, anymore. Hard yeah. Career too. Yeah. And then my mom was a stay at home mom for a number of years and then kind of went back to work, um, later in life. But honestly, like I just am so very thankful and I try to make sure I right. tell my parents that like that I'm really thankful for um, just the way that they raised me and the decisions that they made and the opportunities that we had. And even yeah. even though it's hard to like admit, like I'm thankful for the boundaries that they set in right. things or the way they taught me to handle money and just things like right. that, that you, um, the older you get and you realize like you can go back and look and say, right. man, you guys did that really right. And I just want to thank you. And I think that's important. Yeah. You grew up in a small town, in the edge of a small town yeah. in Kansas. That's right. Um and your dad worked on the railroad. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're writing like we're writing the next Hallmark movie, by the way. Anyways, or maybe it's a country or, song. Or, or, I don't know. Song, yeah. <laughs> um, but as long uh, as it's not a lifetime speaking movie, of country we're good. Song, I know that you are a fan of country music. I am a huge fan yeah, of country. Well, I'm a fan of most all music, right. but I really am a big fan of country right. music. Of course, unapologetically. Yeah, Unapo- uh, yeah you know, I'm not asking you to apologize. As a matter of fact, I would ask someone to apologize if they weren't. That's right. But, but go on. That's a bias. I'm biased. Okay. Um, so, how does a small town girl from Kansas end up? OCC. Okay. And why on earth would you go to OCC? <laughs> Not that I don't like OCC, but I'm saying, yeah. you know, what's the connection? Why yeah. would you ever end up there? Because OCC is a Bible college, not necessarily seminary, although I think they have some seminary there, but it's a Bible college. So like, what's the connection? Yeah. So um, actually when I was in high school and I had gone to um, a Christian Youth or CIY summer conference, and I believe now they call it MOVE mm-hmm. for high school students, um, I very strongly felt this call from the Lord that I'm going to put you in ministry. I want you in ministry, and this is where I'm calling you to. And I was obedient to that. Um, There were some hoops I had to jump through to actually end up getting to Ozark Christian College in Joplin. And But once I um, was there, I was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, What about it? Like, what, what was it that was drawing you in? Well, I knew that I wanted a biblical foundation of understanding um, theology, of understanding um, God's word and Mm. understanding how to unpack God's word, how to teach God's word. I knew I needed that. um, And that is different than just going to like a Christian university, which is great. But I knew that that's what, um, if nothing else, that I would have a solid foundation to right. go from. And so yeah. I ended up graduating from there in 2003 with a bachelor's of biblical literature. Okay. And, um, actually after I graduated, I, a week later, um, for the first time left the country and went to Russia for two months Wow. and was on a missions trip there and, um, was really hard <laughs> except for the part about where I have a very Russian name. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a very, yeah. it's a Slavic name. And oh, so yeah. they were like, you have Russian name. And so it was like this instant yeah. connection. Oh, yeah. Um, but came back from that and, um, kind of life just happened. That's when I met mm-hmm. um, my husband and then we kind of moved around and I got, you know, had kids and I did the right. stay at home mom thing yeah. and felt very strongly that that was where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We moved to Northwest Arkansas 
um, in the fall of 2012, um, yeah. his job moved us here. And then, and that's how I got plugged into Grace Point. It was the first So church. it was a random, like you guys were checking out churches. Okay, so and... we literally drove by because, you know, the yeah. church faces the interstate. Wait, hold on, what year was this? Uh, 2012. Okay. The fall of 2012. So yeah. we we come down to um, apartment hunt because we didn't know where we were going to live. And on the side of the building, it was like gracepointchurch.net. And mm-hmm. I remember we were like, uh, we're never going there because what church <laughs> What church has a dot .net? Yeah. And like, it was totally yeah. rude and awful, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we were like, Ugh. well, then we ended up coming here. We visited a, a few different churches and right. just ended up connected here like pretty immediately mm-hmm. and got plugged in and, and loved it. And so Who were those people that connected you in? Uh, what's, what's a few of the names? Well, so Cliff and Leslie Murphy, who are no longer here, they live in mm-hmm. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got um, right into a small group. Um, which I believe at the time, I don't know what they were called at the time, you know, those, those groups change. But now we're where we just call them, we call them what they are. They're a small group. Um, we got plugged into a small group with Jeff and Sarah Webb and, um, Rachel Ferguson and Brett Ferguson who, um, yeah, I mean, immediately just got connected and that was a huge part of us deciding this was our church home. And so, and then I immediately. You mean it wasn't a staff member that, that. Like pulled you in. We're like, I just love this pastor person so much. Um, you mean it was humans? It was. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, and so, yeah, it was really cool. We got plugged in right away. Um, and then pretty quickly I reached out to um, the worship pastor at the time. It was Jared Sears mm-hmm. and was like, I want to be involved in the worship team. Yeah. And I remember auditioning in his office with my youngest son sitting <laughs> on office, my lap. Right? No, it wasn't this office. He was upstairs. Um, oh, upstairs. Okay, okay. He was still upstairs. Yeah. Um, anyways, and I remember like auditioning, holding my my youngest who was kind of getting restless at the time oh, and gosh. not really even knowing that, that Jared had like a whole slew of kids himself. Yeah, and so right, he was exactly. like totally cool with <laughs> yeah. it. But um, anyways, and then I got plugged in pretty quickly to serving on the worship team mm-hmm. and loved that. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how we ended up here. And, um, you know, you kind of asked me about the whole like ministry calling and kind of how that happened. And I... Um, I led some small groups and Bible studies and was involved in some different things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, like I said, there were some things going on behind the scenes in my life that were um, preventing um, me from really leaning into what God was having for me because I had um, I had things that I needed to deal with at my home. Right. And so yeah. I wasn't leaning into as much serving you always feel like you're just half there or something or like right. 80%. You can't right. ever get to that full because you're dealing with... Yeah, I had life that right, was life, happening yeah. around me. Yeah. And so, um, but when my youngest was um, in pre-K, he went to um, the Kindle program that we have here at the church and kind of through, I was serving at day camp that summer and they were like, uh, we need an admin for the worship department, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I don't know if you know if you know. I didn't this. know you started with the worship. No, no, no. I didn't. But okay. that's what the open position was. Okay. We need an admin for the worship department, and I was like, "Uh, hello, that would be perfect. I could work while my kid is in school." Mm-hmm. I came in and interviewed with HR, and she contacted me later that afternoon, and she was like, "Actually, we need a new admin for Pastor Mike." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. And so, anyways, I started as Mike McDaniel's admin. In August of 2015. Okay. And um, fixed his life for five years. (laughs) I mean, sorry, I was his admin for five years. Sorry, just kidding, just kidding. No, I was Mike's admin for for five years. And um, I I won't forget this. I was sitting um, 
on the couch at my house and sorry, this was during the pandemic. So this is June. The pandemic's been going on for three, four months, whatever. And I get a call that from Andrew and Mike and they're like, Hey, we want to talk to you. And I'm thinking like, either this is really good or really bad. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. you don't have the lead pastor calling you with, uh, I'm one of the other navigators. It's like, there's an extreme <laughs> right. here. And right. someone like, what is going on? And Andrew was like, Hey, we want to talk to you about, um, this new role that we, we see. And we honestly, we see that you would be a perfect fit for it. Right. And, that was with the role that I am now, which is over all of the volunteers for birth through sixth grade. Yeah. And they were like, we think that just because your personality and you're outgoing and you love people and you want to see people engaged and serving and all of this, and they're speaking all of the, all of these things to me that I, I could affirm as that, that they were true, but like, I don't know that I would have in that season been able to see it myself, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And they were like, basically like we're shoulder tapping you. We want you to take this role. Yeah. And, um, and it would be full time and all of that. And I was like, okay, well I did the whole, like, well, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. Which I totally did. Right. But I mean, I instantly knew when they called me, this is what I'm supposed to do. And that God was like, I'm providing for you financially, but I'm also stepping you into this calling that I placed on your life 20 years ago. Yeah. So obviously there's a major difference in um, adminning for one individual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> especially Mike. Yeah. I, know, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean oh, anyways, adminning <laughs> for one particular individual as opposed to being a part of a team yeah. full-time yeah. focused on volunteers. Yeah. So I'm not asking really what the difference in the jobs are. Right. But I do want to know, um, like, what's your outlook? What's the different uh, – like, it's something mm-hmm. had to change for yeah. you of, like, your perspective of ministry or – you know, how you have to conduct yourself here or something. I don't know. You right. know like there's well, something changes. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. I mean, they're just different roles. I went from my job was to make Mike's job easier and whatever that looked like. And so I went from that to, okay, now you're a part of a team. And also I'm not reactive in my role. I have to be proactive. Right. So whereas right. before it was like, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Now it's right. like, I have to think ahead. And so that was kind of, right. a, I'm not going to lie. That was a hard shift for me. It's a big deal. Like a lot of people don't realize, mm-hmm. um, that volunteer management is 70% of what we do. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, like, like yeah. people management is mm-hmm. not easy. Mm-hmm. And then it's not like, and, and this is a beautiful thing of the church. It's not like you have leverage over folks. Like you're coming in here like, hey, you're paid to be here and this is what yeah. I need you to do. This and X and Y and Z. No, no, no. This is like volunteerism. It's, it's, yeah. it's one leaning into the inspiration mm-hmm. of why we're here, constantly putting mm-hmm. that in front of ourselves and our church of yeah. like, man, we're here to, to help disciple and, and raise these kids up, this next generation yeah. up in the gospel. But everyone's got life, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, so vol- I, I, I can speak. I'm not, you don't have to say it. I'll say it for <laughs> you. Uh, if you are a volunteer in, in that birth to sixth grade, yeah. I'm going to say it. This is not an easy job. This Mm-mm. is a job that you're constantly, there, it's almost like you can never have enough people in, yeah. in, for what we want to do. Now right. we can all like scrape by, right. but man, we want to make a big, a big splash mm-hmm. in ministry. And in order to do that, it takes lots of hands, which is why we're always talking about, Hey, if you want to get involved you can do this uh or i just said it in uh, the last episode with um uh with andrew and then uh with tyler earlier than that of saying uh you know anya would love to uh, take you around in <laughs> shadow would. she would I love would. it I but would. it's a big job like, a lot it of people don't understand 
It is a big job. job. Well, and I think, you know, I came into this role and I came into a team that was kind of all new. I mean, oh, we had right. people who were yeah. had been in that role, but like for the, we kind of were rebuilding this yeah. GP Kids team. Right. So and Emily, the first Emily, episode of mm-hmm. this, Emily's the team lead yep, there. She's Tyler the had been doing Kid Men for a mm-hmm. long time, but had not been over elementary at least for very long, right. if not. So like all of that new structure. Yeah. And so I come into this role and I, I know that it's about these people and it's about my job is to connect with volunteers and get them plugged in. And I'm really thankful that um, Emily came into that lead role, having done a role like mine at another church. Right. And that was huge because she shared a lot of wisdom with me on what that meant. And really it just boils down to it's about relationships. Right. It's about caring for the people who um, are serving in our ministry. It's about them connecting with the other people that they're serving with. And it's about them loving on these children week to week. Um, And so that those kids can build relationships with each other and want to come back on a Sunday morning because we had so much fun and we learned about this and I met a new friend. And so it's about relationships and just her kind of speaking that over me gave me a really good foundation to start from in this, in this Mm -hmm. job. And so um, and a lot of confidence because that's probably more of what you'd be interested in personally. Anyways, exactly. Right? At its worst, this job is me scheduling people. Right. That that And that's not me being pastoral at all. Right. At its worst, it's me making sure we have warm bodies in a room to love kids. Right. That's not what I want it to be. And that's not what it should be. Right. And I said, at its best, it's me literally mobilizing people to use their God-given gifts within the body. Right. And whether that is somebody who is greeting kids coming in to Mm -hmm. the GP Kids area, whether that's a small group leader, whether that's somebody who is working, you know, security or whatever that looks like. Everybody has these own gifts and it's it's seeing that in somebody and Mm -hmm. saying, man, I don't even know if you know that this role exists. I need you to be thrilled when a kid's walking through the door and connect with them. And when they're coming out and they've got a paper in their hands and say, hey, did you learn this memory verse? We're so glad you were here today. Oh, you brought your Bible. That's awesome. Like helping people even know what opportunities there are to serve in kids. And so I said, you know, at its best, it's a highly pastoral role because I'm getting in and learning about each of these people and wanting them to plug into a place that's meaningful but also knowing when there's something going on in their lives, whether sure. it's a health issue, whether it's an issue with their kids, whether it's whatever it is, and and respecting that, right. um, whether they need boundaries of, hey, I think maybe you should step away for a while because you've got some stuff you need to deal with. Right. Or it's encouraging them when they're struggling. It's sending that right. text. It's calling them. It's checking in on them. And so, yeah, I was like, either this role is highly pastoral or at its worst, I'm scheduling people. And I'm really right. thankful that it has not been just scheduling people. Right. That's important. I do that every week. Right. And what but... you're talking about is the the job side of it. Yeah. But I want to mirror that into the volunteer side of saying, at the very worst, volunteering is fulfilling the schedule. Yeah. Right. At the, at the very worst, very as worst. a volunteer, it's just showing up because yep. that's the schedule. Yep. At its very best, mm-hmm. you have what really is a pastoral yeah. Influence over 100%. people. You know, and, and I, I know a lot of folks don't see themselves as pastors, and we don't want to throw that term around too lightly because I do think that's a biblical role and something. Sure. But it's pastoral in nature to take mm-hmm. care of people and to disciple. Yeah. Right? 
we've, you've been at Grace Point for a while. Yeah. Um, one question I've asked uh, some of the OGs is <laughs> the OGPCs. Which is weird yeah. for you to say that I'm one of the OGs I know. because <laughs> if it, it it feels like it's gone by just like in the blink. I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, so, I am one of the OGs, I guess. Grace Point then. Yeah. And Grace Point now. Yeah. I want to focus on you know, the church, the positive aspects, like what the church has had going for it that maybe still exists. Yeah. Like that thread of mm-hmm. it, that what's within Grace Point that you mm-hmm. see is still something that's exciting and vibrant. Oh man. You know, when we first came here, we were still in what we refer to as now the East building and we were right. doing four services. Right. And now, you know, and then pretty soon after we went into um, the building that we are in now. And one thing that I know that has never changed and that I think is pretty incredible is, well, there's two things. We have never strayed from our focus on all of us being a part of fulfilling the Great Commission. Right. Um, And that was one of the big things that drew us to Grace Point was Mm -hmm. Grace Point wasn't just about itself. It was about the community around us, and it was about making God um, famous in the world, making Jesus known around the world. That has not changed it may have shifted. We may do diff- mm-hmm. We may um, go to different countries now um, than we did then, but that focus has not shifted, and that's right. pretty incredible, if you ask me. The other thing is, and not to be cliche, but it's you know, Grace Point is a church for those who have given up on church but haven't given up on God. Right. And I still see. I saw that to be true in 2012 when we first came, and it's still true now Mm -hmm. in 2021. I feel like people can walk through the door wherever they're at in their faith journey, in their, in their brokenness, in their, um, you know, in their searching, whatever it is, and come in and feel like they're welcomed here and that they're going to hear the truth from the stage. They're going to have something poured into them. And, um, that's pretty cool for yeah. that to still be consistent. Yeah, yeah. And that that's not me trying to be like, oh, I'm just going to say these things that are right. like that. It's <laughs> right. true. It's yeah. true. And so um, it's pretty cool to see that have been a um, consistent thing. Isn't it interesting? Uh, it's an interesting dynamic or maybe a dichotomy of being opening and welcome, welcoming, but also we stand for some things from the stage that yeah. I think that, you know, it, it, when a church is saying, we have open arms, come one, come all, there's still like truths mm-hmm. and there's, there's still things yeah. that we stand on from the stage. So yeah, I agree with you. Well, and we're not afraid to have the conversations about the right. hard things, right. you know, that we will go there and have those conversations. That's the point. Yeah. But with, with a lot of love and a lot of grace. Yeah. The same love and grace that we've experienced 100%. individually. Yeah. So man, I appreciate you Anya for sitting with me um, today and, um, just uh, if you want to connect more with Anya and uh, maybe get to know her more or um, <laughs> maybe go on a long swim or a oh, long yeah. bike ride or something yeah. like that, yeah. then uh, just shoot her over a, a, an email of encouragement or an email with some questions or something at Anya at gracepointchurch.net. Also, again, Anya would love to shadow you around uh, the kid sure. men and connect you, connect you <laughs> into serving that next generation and raising up that next generation for Jesus. Uh, so you can get in contact with her in that way. Come over to, to the East Building and find her, I'm That's sure, right. somewhere. Or every now and then on stage as we kind of figure out how to make that work in some way, too. <laughs> um but uh, 
make sure that you have uh, subscribed to this podcast. Make sure that uh, you've gotten to the app store and downloaded the app because yeah. we just got more and more interesting stuff coming up. Um, and I think we're we're in Easter time right now. Right. Um, and so um, celebrating resurrection is always fun as a church. So make sure you're spreading the resurrection good news of Jesus to people. So as we know, we will always want to show and share Jesus in everyday conversations with everyday people. Anya? Live sent. Live sent.